is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hello, Ash. Hi, Mel. Hi, listeners from your favourite podcasters who you haven't your heard from. podcasters, yeah. In a while. You have disappeared. <laughs> yeah, we, we disappeared, but we're back. We are. It's look. It's a. It's been a hard time of year. I feel like no one is holding this against us. I'm sure you're not holding it against us. Absolutely not. We're bringing you those. Sadly, our season finale uh, yep. a month later than we are <laughs> intended to. But it's here. We're excited to to chat to you guys and to round out the year that was. We did. We wanted to at least come back because we were like, oh, do we just like wrap it and then like start afresh in the new year when we're like back. And like refreshed from the chaos, but we had a great idea for a finale episode. Um, so we wanted to come back and do it. But before we talk about that, I really wanted you to tell everybody <laughs> about how you're um, – so we are going on a road trip next year, Ash and I, to finally go to Mount Isa because yeah. Ash is convinced that not only is Mount Isa her spiritual home that she True. will one day live in – but also that Mount Isa is full of eligible bachelors and bachelorettes for everybody to date. She, yep. I feel like you've just been convinced of this for so long, like pre-clatch, pre-everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> February um, 2022, that <laughs> Mount Isa, like the local hotel, watch out. I'm going to be there. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And look, we're not now, we're now not looking for ourselves. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to go and investigate for you guys because then you'll know for sure if there are eligible bachelors there and we will tell you about who we see on the apps. I've personally gotten permission from Tom to play on the apps purely for this exercise. Hey. Um, you know, so we're going to we're gonna do have the hard yards for you. We're going to have a gander. Um, but, yes, we are doing that in Feb. But I did want to, you to tell everybody how excited you were about something incredibly specific and fictional. Yeah. Um, please this tell is, everyone. This is a very – this is similar to the time that I made Mel, like, take a nine-hour detour so we could go to the town of – the fictional town of Gungellen, uh, also <laughs> of McLeod's daughter's fame. But – this time we are going to the very real town of Winton, which is between Longreach and Mount Isa, which is also the town of my favourite show at the moment, ABC's Total Control with Deb Malman. She is an icon. Also, Rachel Griffiths, less of an icon in my eyes. I'm a real Deb fan. Great show on the ABC. Two seasons are out. It's a political drama. It's so hot. I cannot wait to go to Winton, the fictional town where it, some of it is filmed. But it's actually but a real why town. Why is some filmed in Winton? Because I feel like a political drama would not take place in Winton. Ah, uh, yes, because Senator Alex Irving is from Winton. Right. So she, the main character, Deb Bowman, she is from Winton and she's okay. trying to, like, do better for her community as Fair a senator. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So we're going to go to Winton. There's not a lot there. It's arid. I would say arid. There's a yep. lot of desert. So... We're going to see a lot of desert, a lot of FNQ desert, I believe, I like on you're this trip. going to kiss the ground in Winton. You're going to be. Oh, <laughs> I just love Senator that colour dirt. walked here. <laughs> Senator Irving. I know it's such a specific. Is she real? Like, is it based on a true story? No, no, but you can, it's loosely okay. like Rachel Griffiths is loosely based on Julia Gillard. So the whole premise is just like 
the dirty tricks of Canberra and that women always get the rough end of the stick. And then when women team up, they get a rough end of the stick. So it's mm. it's loosely based on Julia Gillard, that Rachel Griffiths character, but it's awesome. So this makes total sense that you like it because you love a pioneer woman. So this I is essentially it. like political pioneer women. Yeah, women. Just found a new niche, really. Women trailblazing <laughs> or riding horses or doing stuff for the first time. Sign me up. I love it. I love women thriving. <laughs> I love when you guys thrive. Australian women. Yeah, I love, I love when they thrive. I mean, I also love when, you know, Meredith Grey thrives as well, but well, true. less yes. so. Less, less so. so. <laughs> it's less riveting. And if you throw in red dirt, it's like Ash's wet dream of a TV show. So. Truly. So we're off. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be probably doing a couple of episodes on the road. Yes, we will be. Um, we're very excited about it. Uh, and so that'll be in Feb. We're going to be back before then, though. Don't You're not going to have to wait till February for us to speak to you. No, um, absolutely not. not. Like coming back from the road, that would be chaotic. Um, I think we need to, like, ease you into that. But we will be back next year. Um, we've got some great topics we want to talk about. Um dating questions like prerequisite questions that you ask a new partner whether that's something to do and if so what you should ask them and how it would be revealed uh we're going to keep getting some more guests on uh yeah like i feel to, if i'm really honest with you guys i feel like what really happened was we like this year has been such a mind fuck for everybody I think that we reached this point where it was just like the tipping point because we had work stuff going on. We had like big changes in our personal lives and then it was just COVID lockdown and such an extended lockdown. I just like piled on and then just got to this point. I don't even think we've talked about this, but like it just got to this point for me personally where I had just no motivation for anything. And so if we jumped on a podcast recording, I would have been like, hey, like I just would have had no (laughs) energy. Um, So I think it's going to be good to just take a little break. Absolutely. um, And come back fresh and feeling good. But Feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I I just want to feel good. 2022. Like I just want to. All about feeling good. Feel good. Um, But speaking of 2022 and resolutions and goals and, you know, all of that stuff that we always do at this time of year, we actually had this idea to talk about dating resolutions. So stuff that you are going to make sort of like a good intention to do next year, something that you often don't do or things you want to leave behind in 2021. Uh, I do kind of believe in this shit. Like I know I don't consider new year's resolutions to be something that you should like hard and fast stick to, to the point where you then like kick yourself repeatedly in your own head because you didn't achieve them. But I do think that they're good. It's a good way to keep something in the front of your mind, I think. Yeah. And I think uh, when it comes to resolutions, I always set a resolution that's about having more fun. So often we think of resolutions and it's, I want to lose 10 kilos next year, or I want to save 50 grand next year. So they're usually like big arduous tasks, which kind of suck. Like they really suck to reach and achieve. So I would always try to make my resolution something fun. So something that I wanted to do like that year, I, my resolution was to learn how to wink. Like something a bit fun. I had to wink at strangers. Like 
try to make your New Year's resolution a little bit fun. And when it comes to dating, I think we've spoken about this umpteen dozen times where you can make it more fun is all the better because a lot of the time it sucks. Yeah, totally. And I think like it has been a really hectic year, but you know, we're all going back into the dating pool again. And I think that that's probably pretty confronting. I know I've spoken to friends of mine where they're just like, fuck, it's just the same shit again. You know, like it's almost like Mm. we've had this break from it to some degree, give or take a few sort of sad little message back and forth that just never went anywhere. But now that we're back out and about, it's like, oh, shit, the dating culture has not changed. So you forgot how shitty it can be. Um, And look, let's not pretend it's not shitty sometimes. And let's not. I actually saw this great post, Ash, speaking of. Mm. Um, So, you know, I'm obsessed with this account called Your Diagnonsense. And I think if anyone follows Jeans and a Nice Top Instagram or me, you would have seen the post because I share them all the time. I just think he's so good at articulating some of the bullshit that we believe and don't even realize that we believe it. And he did this really good post the other day. And I had quite a lot of people message me about it, um, about how it's okay to hate being single. Like you don't have to fully embrace and love being single. Um, It's okay if what you really want in life is a partner. And I think essentially what he was trying to say was like, not that you should just wallow in it and like, you know, hate everybody that has a partner and like hate your life. But basically that like, you don't need to cover that up. You don't need to like constantly push it out and be like, no, I have to be an independent, strong person who's single. Like you can sometimes just feel like this is fucked and I just want to find a person, Um, which I thought was like pretty revolutionary. Like, I don't feel like we talk like that anymore. I think that we really pushed the other way and went, nah, like you have to enjoy being single. And even I personally feel like I've pushed that on people before. Like, no, you shouldn't be sitting there being sad that you're single. You should find hobbies and do fun things all the time. And it's like, no, bitch, sometimes it's okay to like just wallow in it sometimes, you know? And that can be a news resolution in itself is to – I guess you don't want to say, I want to set out to meet someone next year in 2022. I'm going to meet a partner. It might be next year in 2022. I'm going to find someone to have a chat to about why I feel this way about being single, or I might try and go on one date a week or one day a month. I might just try and download an app, like start where you are and don't start where other people think you should be. So you don't need to be like going full 2005 sex in the city out in the bars, like winking at people <laughs> and trying to like meet like that. If that's not your vibe, don't go there. Like that is not a good resolution. If you feel some kind of way about being single, you can feel it. Yeah. And I think that that's such a good point is to make your resolution achievable for you. Like yes. not not something that you think you should do, but like, yeah. So like, say we started with get back into the dating pool. Um, that could be your resolution, but then the practicalities of that could be, like you said, like just get on an app. Cause I actually yeah. know so many friends who are single right now and who are sort of still a bit like, nervous about the apps or like go on them and then get off them really quickly. So I actually think a really good dating resolution, if that's you, is to just pick one app, like do your research, figure out which app you'd like to to go with. And maybe it's just that you stay on the app for the year 
And like you said, Ash, maybe it's that you go on one date in a time period, say it's every week, every month, every fortnight, whatever would be feasible for you and comfortable for you, that you commit to that. Um, Because I do feel like, and I've had these periods where like you go through, like actually, well, I would say I, I my periods were always shorter than everybody else's. So I will give an example of a friend where I have a friend who she's been single for like a long time, but she'll go years, like proper years without like getting out there and going on dates. And then it's like we've said many times, you're not going to meet someone in your lounge room. You're not going to even meet someone at a party these days. That's super fucking rare. No. Like you kind of need to get out there. So I think that's a really good resolution. If you don't want to be single anymore, that's fine, you know? And then if you don't want to be single anymore, maybe that's the step that you take is committing to a reasonable amount of dates in a year that you go on. Um, Completely. Know, a reasonable amount of time to stay on the apps. Yeah. But it can't just be, your resolution can't just be on and meet someone next year. Cause that's, no. that's crackers. Like you need to be like, what are you going to do to meet someone? So it has to be a measurable, you know, goal. There has to be some kind of parameters for success here because yeah. otherwise it's the same as when you want to lose 10 kilos or you want to save 50 grand, those like uh, classic, classic New Year's resolution examples. The reason why we fall off the wagon every single time is because we didn't set ourselves up for success and we had no measures of what success even looked like aside from I'm skinny and rich. Like see you next year (laughs) at the same time when you make the same fucking resolution. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I feel like essentially resolutions are the same as, you know, goal setting and all that shit that I've never really been going oh, about, yeah. to be honest. But it's like you have the overall goal, right? But then your goal is then broken down into, like, the practicalities of achieving that goal. So your goal needs to be, like, achievable first of all. So I probably wouldn't even say I want to meet someone as a goal. I would put the the – like goal being more like I want to get back into dating because I think that to put a goal of like I want to meet I'm going to meet someone in 2022 that's out of your control to be honest like your what is in your control is getting yourself into situations where you could meet somebody and you could end up with a partner by the end of the year but there's no guarantee on that but you're infinitely at lower odds if you don't get on the apps if you don't go dating if you don't you know give people a chance, um, all of those things factor in. So I think um, make sure that your dating resolutions are reasonable. Like another one that I think is totally not reasonable, I'm going to get over my ex this year. That's that's crazy talk. Like you can't just say that your brain's going to stop thinking about somebody that you cared about and that's obviously hurt you in a way where it's still kind of an open wound. But what you could do is say, I'm going to stop texting my ex this year or I'm going to, you know, actively try to get over my ex this year, like doable things, things that are practical, and then you break that down. Okay, what does that look like? That looks like blocking their fucking number. That looks like not going to parties that they're going to be at for a little while. That goes for having hard convos with mutual friends and saying, hey, I'm really sorry, but for a while I just can't hang with you or whatever it is that you need to do, be honest with yourself, but make it practical stuff, not the big lofty kind of end goal that you want. You probably reach that end goal quicker because you're doing the stuff. 
It's just that I think that's how you set yourself up for failure. Hey, is like just lofty, vague goals that, you know, are kind of out of control. Completely. And also make sure that they're fun. Like it, I cannot stress this enough that it changed my life when I started making fun resolutions, resolutions that were all about me, 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 and me enjoying myself <laughs> instead of like me feeling like an absolute sack of shit and failing again. <laughs> like, well, because I disagree, though. See, I don't oh, agree with you on that. I, yeah. This is a, this never happens to us. Um, just like casual dating, this is a rare disagreement because I do think I've been – there have been years for me where I've been in such a rock-bottom hole or I've just been like – I've just, you know, in a shit situation and whether mm. that's – you know, for me it's usually been like a series of shit dudes – that ghosted me or broke up with me when I didn't want them to, how dare they, (laughs) you know, like whatever. And I've gotten to the end of the year and I'm like, fuck, like I'm in this sick cycle of like stalking their Instagram profiles and um, wallowing in, you know, obsessing over them and not giving guys a chance because I'm still obsessed with this ex and texting them when I'm drunk and blah, blah, blah. And I think, in those cases, it has actually helped me to go new year, new me, new goals, new direction and have goals that aren't fun but will get me to a better place if I stick to them. Uh, But like I said, in saying that, it's not about coming down on yourself. It's like, okay, things are shit. (laughs) I've kind of gotten myself into this point care of some bad habits how about I just make a goal to like break one of those habits as opposed to making the goal of I'm going to be happy and healed by the end of the year it's like I'm going to take some practical steps to get myself closer to that healing you know what I mean Totally. And an easy way to do that, I don't know if any of you guys have read Gretchen Rubin. She's a great author, but she has a book called The Happiness Project where it takes you through, there's 12 steps to, you know, happiness in each month. There's a goal. And it's great if you're looking for that like actual reset and one, you know, one month it's money, one month it's love, one month it's, you know, self. So, then if you are looking for that reset, because I always think when you're at rock bottom and you're starting a new year at absolute, like you're finishing a year and starting to at rock bottom, it's not just your dating life that needs to change. It's fundamentally everything. Yeah, yeah, it's usually yeah. like everything stinks. Like rarely do you feel at rock bottom and you've got this great job and this great group of friends and, you know, 100 grand in the bank and you own your own home. Usually you're maxed out on every level. Yes, that's actually incredibly true because I feel mm. like I was, like I definitely had no money and I was living back with my parents. So there you go. Everything but was I, like a bit stinky. <laughs> Everything. But it's even stinky in the sense of like, you know, when you are, you know, and we all fucking do it, okay, no one has 100% levels. Like, you know, in The Sims, how they have the bars of like, you know, energy and all that shit. None of us have those bars for all of the like good stuff inside, like self-esteem and like, you know, self-confidence and self-awareness and whatever. Mm. None of us have them all full to the brim. But I do think the times that I am more prone to icky behavior, like, you know, like watching the every story of some person that hurt me or like going deep on their like 
this girl appeared in the back corner of their picture to see if they are their new girlfriend or whatever. When I go into that stuff, it's actually usually because I'm struggling with myself and I don't think much of myself. And so I think in that sense, for sure, like, I think just hard look yourself. Like, fuck, it's hard. It's obviously, but you have to kind of sit down and just go, like, what am I going through as well? Like beyond dating, it's not actually about dating. It's not actually about these people that have hurt me. There's something here that's also about me. And that's where I think what you said is really good. That's a great news resolution. Go see a therapist. Talk your shit out. I think I have had so many revelations that I don't think I ever would have had without therapy. Like I never thought of myself as someone with low self-esteem. And even when my therapist was telling me that I had low self-esteem when I was like, in this really bad place about this guy, I was like, no, but I'm so confident. Like I do like podcasts and things. I'm like so happy. And then slowly I realized, fuck, like you can seem confident. That doesn't mean you have self-esteem. doesn't mean you like yourself, you know? So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that as well is all of your goals factor in. So I mean, you're not going to make one New Year's resolution. You're probably going to make a couple and they're all going to be tiered. So if one of them is, you know, I want to save some cash or get out of debt, then 200 bucks a week, that might seem pretty bloody steep to go and Mm. see a psychologist or a therapist. That might not be in your budget. Okay, no worries. What else is? So what kind of other, there's online therapy options now, you know, you you can, they've doubled the um, Medicare amount of subsidized mental health sessions. So look into it. Don't just put it in the too hard basket, too expensive basket, can't afford it, in-debt basket, of course, but sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze, like spent thousands of dollars on therapy, but it was worth every cent. And I cannot say yeah. the same for all of those orders uh, for polyester clothes I did on ASOS. Uh, <laughs> not, <No. laughs> not quite. I just bagged up all this stuff from my parents' house and I was like, good Lord. Like it was pretty old. Like I'm pretty good now because I kind of just wear my 70s shit. But from the years when I was like chasing every trend, I was just like, this is a lot of random clothing that I hope someone else is going to want, but probably not. Uh, Fast fashion, an episode for another time, perhaps even another (laughs) genre of a podcast. But, yeah, I mean, that is, is, you know, again, like if you're going on one date a week and if you've got, you you know, you're breaking it down into I'm going to go on one date a week or one date a fortnight, awesome. That's when you get your black slip dress, your Doc Martens and your denim jacket and you wear that. 52 goddamn times to every single fucking date. I was just about to say, I feel like going back to your app would be so good right now. That's a great fun New Year's resolution. Yeah. Like take it, like set yourself up for success. Take all, all of the parameters and try and automate whatever ones you can. Yeah. Like just create a date dress. Yeah. A date date outfit. outfit. Sorry, not a date, date dress. Just create a date outfit. That's a great New Year's resolution that's going to save you fuck tons of money. It's going to leave you feeling hot um, every time you go on a date. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm into that. I love that as a as a New Year's resolution. Um, I was also going to say I think a really good New Year's resolution is 
also in the space of how you behave on dates and how you behave with people that you're dating. Because look, we talk a lot about how shit it can be, but we can also contribute to that shittiness. And I think like one thing I started to try and do, it wasn't really a New Year's resolution, but it was definitely like a commitment last year, which was funny because it was like, yeah, like late 2020, which is hilarious because then I met Tom after this. So it kind of, I didn't get to do it many times, but for a few different dudes, I sent the, sorry, I'm not interested text. Instead of just ghosting them after like a bad date or whatever, I actually was like, no, I'm going to do the like uncomfortable thing. I'm going to send the text and say like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Um, just not feeling it, you know, good luck with everything on your way, sir vibes. Mm. Um, and I felt like I'm contributing to the good in dating culture here. I am doing the thing that we all want done to us. We just want to know, you know, we just want to hear it. Um, even when it hurts because to not hear it leaves you with so many questions and then you really feel like there's something wrong with you. And so I think that's a great New Year's resolution that you will always send a text when you don't want to see someone anymore so that you're, you know, bringing yeah. good back into dating culture. I mean, it's literally good karmic points for free. I don't know a phone <laughs> provider that charges for text messages anymore. I, I mean, was thinking this the other day. When did that free. <laughs> like they used to be 25 cents and now they're literally free and it will take you five minutes max, like, it's not hard to be a good human. And the karmic points you will get, I can only assume will be immense. I don't know the big guy upstairs, but I assume he will shine down on you with good karma. Yes, agreed. And I think that's the same for going on dates, like like commit to being present on a first on every first date that you go on instead of where we sometimes fall into, which is going on a first date and immediately kind of having a backup or immediately kind of like assessing and analyzing this person to see if they fit into our, you know, mold of what our ideal person is just going and going with the flow, I think is a really good um, New Year's resolution if you are finding dating to be quite tiresome, because I think often when people are getting tired of dating, it's easy in that space. Like, you know, take a break if you need a break. That is also great. We talk about this all the time. But I think it is really good to, like, go into dates. And we've we've said this so many times. I think Flex Mummy said it in her episode too. Like, this is not – like, this is a mutual getting-to-know-you situation. This is not you sitting there and mentally deciding if this is your right person for you. You're literally just meeting somebody to get to know them. So get to know them. Even if they're not really lining up in your brain with your imagined, you know, like they say one thing and you're like, oh, nope, that's not the person Mm. for me. Just hang out with someone new and make that your goal for every first date as opposed to finding the one or whatever, you know? Completely. You don't want to go on a mission. It's not fun. It no. really takes the fun out of dating when you're yeah. in that seek and destroy mode. And I like, <laughs> I was guilty of it too. Mode. Like I would just like be like, oh, God, another waste of time. Like, and I would just treat them like a charity case. Yeah. And I would be so condescending. Like, oh, that sounds really good. Oh, you're a clever boy, aren't you? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. Then 
I was just being a bitch. It was not cool. Once I decided they were like, if I thought they were not very bright or we were on a different level, it's it's not cool. It's not fun to treat people like that. No. Treat people how you want to be treated in 2022. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you would in that situation probably have a lot more fun on dates because you'd be like, you know, I know that when I've gone on dates where I'm feeling good and just genuinely want to get to know somebody, I have instantly more fun even if I'm not feeling a connection with them. Yeah. Versus, yeah, like it's just fun. Fuck. Like, like I think, you know what is also wild to me that I've been thinking about a lot this year and I always think about it whenever I get a boyfriend but now particularly having like quite like a partner, it's crazy how quickly it changes And I love every second looking back of my single years because it was an adventure. Like it was all a big adventure. There were highs and lows. There were like shitty dates and fun dates. There were dates that I had with guys where I was like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with them. And then I went on a second date and I'm like, I hate this person. You know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there's so much chaos in dating and relationship life is lovely in its own way it's beautiful in its own way but that adventure part of things like it changes and I think that was something that I'd never no one had ever really articulated to me was how different the two stages of life are and I think go into situations like don't think about it like oh it's never going to happen because I think that when you do that a that negative energy just seeps out of your pores I've been there I can feel it when I I when I've been like that, and that happens with everything. Like if I'm now like, oh, Tom's gonna fuck up, and do something. I'm obviously already on the attack. I'm already like have that energy as I walk into the room. I will find something that he's fucked up because I'm expecting it from him. So mm-hmm. I think that's just a general human good behavior thing is to stop yourself and go. I'm just gonna see what this date brings. I'm just gonna see what this year brings to a degree, you know? Completely. And, I mean, after two quite tumultuous years, I think a lot of us are looking for a fresh start. A a lot of us are looking to improve some areas of our life and COVID has been a huge cock block. I mean, it's been two years of really, you know, lockdowns and and fizzles and false starts and it's disheartening. And if you can go into the new year and, you know, just, go into it with a try and have a fresh mindset, not like, oh, this year, like, I mean, I'm guilty as well. Like I'm like just waiting for the next variant to wipe us out. I'm like, I'm sure what we're on variant two, like by the time we get to the end of next year, we'll all be dead. Civilization will be wiped out. (laughs) Oh my God. Come on, Ash. Actually, I do want to mention something else on COVID. Yes. And this is something that's really important. And I think we're all guilty of it. There's so much rhetoric around the new year, lose the COVID kilos. Mm -hmm. Never in my life, and Mel and I have spoken about this many times, our weights have both fluctuated in a huge window. Never in my life have I taken my clothes off in front of a man and been turned down. Yes. He has never been repulsed by my body, whether it is, and I've been, you know, 17 kilos lighter than I am now. I've been heavy. I've been lighter. Never. Never. If you, you put on 10 kilos during lockdown. Fuck, you were just trying to survive. We all were. Big deal. Please do not start the next year with a goal of I've got to lose 10 kilos before Mm -hmm. I can get back on the apps. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. People don't care. 
I mean, dudes don't care. I'm assuming chicks don't care whether, you know, whatever you're searching for in 2022 to sleep with or to date, your weight does not factor into it. No one cares. And you know what? That is like a great, a great New Year's resolution that will seep into everything in your life but will also impact your dating because when I was – like I used to be a fair bit bigger than I am now and I was on this fucking – I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast, but I was on like a fucking mission to lose weight to be, inverted commas, hot enough for people to want to date me. Meanwhile, I'm getting fucking dates left, right and centre. And like Mm. you said, I'd never taken my clothes off in front of somebody and been turned down. And then when I got to my goal weight after some incredibly disordered eating – Sad as hell. Sad as hell. I was in a worse place self-esteem-wise. I actually think that I had less luck dating. I had less luck just hooking up because even though I thought, oh, I look so hot, I look so hot, I was like toxic in myself, like to myself. So therefore that was what was kind of coming out in terms of the way that I presented myself. You know these people, you know this person, this person that hates themselves so much that then they project this kind of, it just comes out of them from all of their pores and it doesn't matter what size they are. And it usually is people that have like gotten too obsessed with how they look to you know, be able to love themselves. And so I think that like, fuck, let's go into this year, like make it like in 2022, I'm going to actively love myself. I'm going to buy that dress that I think won't look good on me and I'm Mm going to rock it. I'm going to stop like, you know, obsessing over everything that I fucking eat. I'm going to stop saying, oh, I'll date when I lose this many kilos. Fuck all of that and just see what happens. And you'll, I think you'll be shocked at how much you had focused on something that didn't actually matter. And if anything was making you more unhappy focusing on it than you would be if you just stopped. Totally. You know? Yeah. That's why it goes back to my personal belief set a fun goal and a fun goal is not <laughs> yeah. to try and lose your in inverted commas COVID kilos I I just want to burn that in a fire I know and I don't burn know, it I'm in like, a fire why are we so obsessed with like hating ourselves I think is just what is shocking and like we all do it so I'm saying this to myself as well but like mm. Fuck, we hate ourselves a lot and we are told to hate ourselves. I've actually been listening to the Victoria's Secret podcast. It's called Fallen Angel and it is wild, Ash. You would okay. die. You I'll would listen. die. They, they talk about and like just quick trigger warning here for anyone that is going through eating disorders or disordered eating, maybe skip ahead a bit, but they just talk about – the lengths that these women were told to go to or expected to go to to be an impossible size. And essentially it was impossible. And they talked to ex-Victoria's Secret Angels, like, you know, Bridget Malcolm, I think she's mm. she's spoken about at length. She's an Aussie model. Also Erin Hetherington, mm. who are, like, talking Greyhounds. about this. Yeah, but they're talking about this period of their life where they were like, you know, I – just had nothing like I was a shell of a person because all I did was exercise to an excessive degree eat barely anything and even then like Erin Hetherington talks about this time where even doing that even being like just a fraction bigger because she's a woman and she's like we were expected to have bodies like 18 year olds and I was there in like my mid-20s at this point 
was like denied being an angel because she was like too big, too big. And she would have been like a size four. It was Aussie. out of control. <laughs> and I just was like, it's just wild. I just remember so many times we were told like, exercise like a Victoria's Secret angel, diet mm. like a Victoria's Secret angel. And here are these poor, poor women, like none of that was true. They were literally having protein shakes and steamed vegetables and exercising six days a week. It's not sustainable. It's not how we're supposed to live. And I think, you know, yeah. So you can come back now and everybody that left. (laughs) Uh, We've gone on a tangent, guys. Sorry. (laughs) We've gone on a bloody tangent. But as we we do, you may remember from this podcast that there is no linear kind of format. But it all ties together. It all ties together. It's all, like you said, Ash, like it all contributes to your attitude towards dating and what you get out of dating, I think. And like... It's not about being like the best version of yourself all the time. It's just like take it easy on yourself. Like just don't bash yourself constantly for, you know, these impossible standards that the world has told us to live up to basically. Totally. And if you take away one thing from this podcast, it is that. Go easy on yourself. Try to have more fun. Relax into the new year. Don't go into it hating yourself. Because it's boring and hard. It is. And give yourself a realistic goal if you want or don't. But I think what I would love for everybody that listens to this podcast, and also we haven't really talked to relationships, but I think all of this applies to relationships as well because really it's the same shit. Like when I hate myself, I'm a piece of shit to Tom. When I like, you know, I think that when I hate myself is when I have more doubts about our relationship when there's nothing wrong with anything that's happening. So I think it's the same thing of like, what's your mindset going to be in 2021? And like, what are you actively going to do in terms of like, you know, little, little, little goals within the bigger goal to just have a better time, you know, and, and not, um, and not fall into like a bit of a pit you know, in terms of your attitude towards dating or towards relationships or whatever your life stage is. Like, I think I would just like everybody to be going, you know what? I deserve good things. I deserve happiness. I deserve, you know, nice experiences. And I'm going to go get them. Yeah, because you guys do. And we look forward to joining you on that journey in yes. 2022 when yes. we're back. Have a lovely festive season, everybody, and holidays if you're going on holidays or just, you know, when the sun does come out, when La Nina is not hovering over our heads. It has been sunny for a few days, though. She does this thing where it's like it's sunny for a few days and you're like, oh, everything is back to regular programming. And then she's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, she is a woman. She's definitely a woman. I relate to her on a deep personal level. That's just got me, big big me energy written all over it. Just when you think everything's fine, I'm crying. Some (laughs) shit's gone awry. I'm not happy about something. It's going down. But, Mm -hmm. yes, thank you, as always, for listening, guys. And, you know, we'll be back next year. Stuff going on.